live. All right, we're back with World Strongest Opinions, episode 23. Joining us today, none other than Tyler Perdue, co-owner of Clash on the Coast, and just on the cusp of Clash on the Coast next week. Uh, welcome to the show, Tyler. It's good to have you. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to jump right in, I guess. You know, we kind of talked a little bit before we before we started the camera. Um to kind of break some of the ice about, uh, you know, where Clash was and where Clash is today, um, you know, looking to see the positive uh, growth that Clash has had since day one um, in 2021, and and you know, kind of break some of the ice around some of the the struggles around it. Um, you know, nothing. I think everything is still going as planned, moving forward well. Uh, still on ESPN, which is freaking amazing uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of the transition um from from clash uh ownership to where where it is now and and we'll kind of jump through that a little bit and then we'll get to the actual show that's coming up but yeah, i kind of wanted to, to talk a little bit about uh the evolution of clash if you will. Yeah, man. No, that's uh, probably one of the hot topics out there that everybody's everybody's wondering what's going on behind the scenes. How did this all happen? Yeah. Um, what uh, what what went on? And you know, I can I can you know I can say as far as far as the ownership transition, um, you know, it's definitely been through through a little bit of change. You know, it's it's still a growing business. I think a lot of people forget that. You know, Clash kind of jumped on the scene just two years ago. It's not been around for 10, 20 years. So things things are going to change. You're going to have growing pains. Um, you know, Anthony, Anthony started it, um, Anthony and TJ. And at a certain point, TJ just kind of took his interest elsewhere. And then, you know, to be to be candid, and I think Anthony made this pretty, pretty well known that at a certain point for his own well-being, and, you know, I, I couldn't be happier for him. He needed to step away from the step away, right? Step away from the sport, step away from promoting. And anyone out there that's promoted shows good and well knows all the stresses and the ups and downs that, that come with it. And it just, you know, wasn't doing him any good. So he wanted to, he wanted to step away. And there, there was a point in time where it was like, hey, or if Anthony wants to step away, he was the lifeblood of Clash for the longest time. And it's like, all right, well, if Anthony's not doing this, is there a Clash? And you know, uh, pretty quickly, it was pretty, pretty, pretty apparent that their Clash had to go on. Um, you know, an organization that does so well for the athletes and actually puts the athletes first. Um, it has a lot of potential, you know, it has, it ha definitely has to go on. So it was a pretty easy decision. I've been involved technically. I was at the very first show, like since day one, um, you know, put a lot of time and effort in, in, into it. And to be honest, like I, I, it was a pretty easy decision for me to basically say like, Hey, I'm going to keep this thing going. I'm going to do the best I can and make no mistake. There's been a village of supporters and a team that has made this happen this certainly wouldn't be we would not be here talking about this if it wasn't for everybody who's offered support and the village and the team behind this that's making it work yeah uh you know one of the things i mean talking about anthony uh he and i talked a little bit during this transitionary period you know and uh i love i love anthony i mean great guy he's done amazing things for the sport i think his efforts have resonated across the country, you know, in all the, all of the relative uh, organizations and, and shows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially when it comes to, to actually paying money to athletes. Uh, I think this, this year, the America's strongest uh, paid 
was like twenty twenty five thousand dollars for the first time ever, just huge. And I and I think Anthony deserves some credit in in kind of uh, kickstarting that that effort, right? But I told Anthony, you know, if business was easy, everybody would be doing it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's definitely important, you know, in the last couple of years, a lot of things have kind of made leaps and bounds in the sport, you know, whether it be like the exposure, like two or three years ago, like having a live stream was kind of like, whatever, here's an iPad and a ring light. And now it's kind of like, if you don't have one, uh, you know, you lose something by not having one. And, you know, I definitely think that there's a, there's a place in which clash helped kind of push the, the prize money. I don't think that like it was solely clash necessarily. And I wouldn't necessarily take anything away from a promoter that's raised it, but sure. I do kind of put like a, a spotlight on it for sure. Like, Hey, we can do yeah. that. Um, there's more here to give. And I do think it was 25 K for America's strongest man and woman. And that was phenomenal. I was super excited to see that. Yeah. I, well, I think, I think it's kind of like, even with weightlifting, um, you know, clash, you know, maybe clash isn't the, the sole reason for it, but, it really showed that it could happen. Right. And it's kind of, kind of how like weight in weightlifting, somebody achieves a number that nobody thought was possible. And suddenly other people start hitting it. Right. Exactly. It's like a barrier that it breaks. Yep. Exactly. And so, so I think there's a lot of credit credit due there. Uh, so I think it's pretty amazing. Um, so real controversial question. There was some athletes that didn't get paid last year. Did they get paid? And what is, and what is the plan moving forward to ensure Clash doesn't run into that challenge again? Oh, yeah. Question everybody wants to know, right? Yeah. Um, and anyone who's come to ask me, I, I've, I've happily told them. I think people have been worried to ask. But what happened first, right, I think is the important thing. So going back to the the new business, you know, in business, people, yeah, you got some learning lessons. And some of them, unfortunately, are expensive learning lessons. And one of them is promising money without having it. Um, sometimes you go get it and sometimes you don't. And unfortunately, you know, there was a sponsor that on paper, you know, publicly traded company pledged a lot of money on paper and didn't give it to us. And that sucks. Right. Um, but I was pretty steadfast from the moment I learned about that. I was like, that's our problem, not athletes problem, like plain and simple. Right. Um, you know, we still haven't gotten that money and frankly, we really never will. So that, that's kind of where kind of where it landed a little bit of hey some some business learning some business and a little bit of hey a company didn't do what they were supposed to do that we were surely counting on that money as a growing business um you know did did, did they get paid so they did not get paid on time as everybody who is not living under a rock has is very aware of right um, since you know since the the transition of the ownership we're just going to call it january 1st because it was like december 27th that sure. it was like an official thing. Um, and I was, I was, I was at the beach. It was Christmas at the beach. I really wasn't, uh, it wasn't the week I was thinking it was going to be, but yeah. uh, you know, by the, by the end of January, so about 30 days in, there's 90 kilogram guys that didn't get paid and the 80 kilogram guys that didn't get paid. And by the end of January, 90 kilogram guys paid off in full, you know, CJ, Tyler, and Nick, you could verify it with them. I, I'm sure they'd be happy to tell you they got paid when they said they were going to. Um, you know, the 80 kilogram guys were next. We, we paid them in order of how long they'd been owed. I've been asked this a lot. How did, why did I pay them and not them? The 90 guys were owed two weeks before the 80 guys. Um, yeah. Pretty simple. So the 80 guys, you know, they've, they, they've all been paid half. And by the end of this month, they'll be paid in full. 
and I'm, you could reach out to Ben, CJ, um, Robert and ask them, you know, I'm sure they'd, they'd tell you, they tell you the same thing. I keep in touch with them. I just let them know what's going on. I try to be as reasonable with the expectations as possible. Cause as much as I just want to say, Hey, yeah, guys, I'll have it next week. That just wasn't going to be a thing. Um, how's that not going to happen again? Well, the first thing is it's not going to happen again because there's not going to be crazy promises made that like, it's just not there yet. Um, love the heart behind it. Would love to have that happen again. There's just not necessary. It's just not there yet. So having a business plan of how, how that's going to happen before anything is promised as far as prize money financially goes, and then the different avenues of actually generating the cash. So, you know, pushing the live stream more, pushing the shirts more, like having stuff in person being sold more, stuff like that, that generates, you know, people kind of laugh at it. Well, it's only going to be like 500 or a thousand bucks. I was like, yeah, but that's a lot of money. When, you, when you're starting yeah. to add it, prize pools and you start to pull it all together. Um, so I'm extremely confident moving forward that there won't ever be a prize money issue again, because there won't be anything promised that we can't fully guarantee that's going to happen. And it's going to, it's going to look a lot like, Hey, we're going to give you prize pool is going to be just purely an example. So please don't take this literally. We're going to give you 5,000 bucks plus a percentage of the live shares, a percentage of the shirt sales, a percentage of the, if there's admissions, a percentage of all of the other money that comes in that right. quite frankly, to the athletes, none of that happens without people, athletes competing. So they, they deserve some of that money. And I, I will stand by that till the end of time. Great, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of, I think conversation and, in, and in, in the open is always more beneficial than, um, you know, letting the the behind the doors bullshit faster, right? Right. Because, um, like, I mean, like we talked earlier, I'm I'm kind of similar when people bring stuff to me behind doors. Like, I just shut it down. Like, I don't have any enough information to to tell you what's going on. I don't want to perpetuate any anything that that may be going on or you know rumors. So I think it's good. And that, yeah, again, I thank you to bring that out in the open. I think it will help really. Uh, you know, stem uh, anybody's concerns and see that clash is moving forward in, in a great positive direction. Um, I like, I like that methodology um, to, to pay, to not promise and then pay what you can raise. Yeah, absolutely. It's the way I'd want to be treated. I'm sure you and you competed as well. You know, that's how you, that's how you'd want to be treated. So why not, yeah. you know, pay that thought forward for sure. Yeah, Totally. Uh, John, you got, I'm, I'm going to pass it over to you. Yeah. So, um, so what do things like that look like going forward? Like, do you wait? So I assume you're waiting until the money's been raised to announce prize pots or how do you get, cause it's that hard mix of like trying to get athletes wanting to sign up, but you also want to have money in hand. So how's that all working? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a, a mixed pot. So, you know, there's not really sign up. So athletes confirm that they, they qualify and they want to come to the show and they have several questions that are all reasonable. Part of it is we have different sponsors. And this is why when people see sponsors at shows like support them, because those are the people giving to the sport and making it work, whether it's small, whether it's big, whether you've never heard of them or that you've heard of them every day. And they, we have several sponsors that have committed to the entire the entire series already, you know, the entirety of 2023. And so there's already a certain amount there. Um, 
you know, there's a little bit, there's a little bit of history of what has this location, you know, just coming back to Denver where, where Darren lives, like what has this been able to raise historically? So we have a projection in our head of what, what we should expect. Um, and then just kind of, you know, pounding pavement and, and finding the sponsorship dollars. I was on, I was on a call with a supplement company earlier today. I hope it works out. They're fantastic people. Um, but until, you know, I, I always say I've always been this way until money's actually in your hand. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care. I don't care what paper you sign anymore. Frankly, <laughs> I care what's actually in the bank account. Um, it's, it's not going to be promised. Like, you know, just plain and simple. That so, makes sense. Yeah. And I do believe that that will inevitably mean different shows have different prize pots and it's kind of, you know, it might be controversial, but at the same time, like, Hey, if we're in Denver and that show raises more money than the show that's in Dallas, for example, like it just is what it is. If, if the athletes in Denver sell 5,000 shirts, why shouldn't they get paid more than a group that sold a thousand? You know what I mean? Like it's just part of the, part of the game. Wasn't it? Uh, what was it? Women's was it middleweight or, opens i can't remember last was it last year or two years ago at osg i think it was osg where they brought their own sponsors to raise the pot that that would be i do i believe it was the open women and not this past year but like a year and a year and some change ago yeah i do remember yeah that. yeah i think it was two years ago so i mean just kind of segueing off of what you said um i mean there's a big lesson to be learned there right that if you want to get paid um it, it, I think it is, uh, um, you know, it's going to take a village and the whole village has got to be the competitor, the competitors included. Right. Cause we're still, I mean, strongman uh, is still as Yanni would say in its infancy. Right. Um, and I, and I agree to that to some extent uh, that until, until it, it really has that greater level of exposure that sponsors are going to start coming and throwing their money at because because they see an ROI, it's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot of effort from everybody. Um, and yeah, I mean, our last show with with Gabe Pena, I think it ended on on the note of uh, support supporting sponsors because uh, without them, we don't have great shows like Clash. Yeah, hundred percent. Gabe's a smart guy, you know. And I, I would I would say like also Clash has a pretty well. I, I, I always think it's really well known and people then but oh really if like Darren if you introduce me to a company and a company sponsors clash you get 20% of whatever they give me like straight off the top when yeah. they get a thousand bucks you get two hundred dollars a second they pay um that that's just part of giving back and yeah I mean so just just post it sell the shirts sell the live streams just just do a little bit we, we I try to make it as easy as possible for all the athletes like and like Nick Myers has been helping a ton. Here is the video. Here is everything. All you got to do is post it. Um, so trying to meet in the middle, but yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. That makes sense. That's good to hear. Cause I think, and it is hard. Cause also then on the other end, you have companies promising money because someone's promised them money. So it's a whole chain of like, unless it's in hand, if they're not making their big sale that they were assuming yep. things will go bad. But um, no, I like that system because like we've talked about it before on the show of like shirts and ways to sell, like help support the athletes are great because like most sports have like jerseys to support yeah. and everything. So that's been great. How, what's it been like trying to coordinate things with ESPN? How's that gone? Talk, go back to that village conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had a little bit of a hand in it with the production. I mean, I've talked to them each year. 
um, that's definitely something that gets handled at like the production level. So I talk to the companies that are doing the live stream. We kind of bounce things back and forth. Um, to be honest, ESPN is pretty well a situation where they, they have their rules. They have, you know, they're owned by Disney. So some of their rules involve no casting, no, no drugs, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, they have their rules. They have their ways. And like Darren said, strongman's in its infancy. We don't get to argue with any of them. The NFL gets to argue. We don't. You know, we just say, okay, that's the rule. That's how it is. Gotcha. You know, we got two hours to run the show and we got to have four three-minute commercial breaks in there. Okay, well, that means that, you know, we have 12 less minutes of that two hours to run five events. Darren, you've seen it firsthand. Those events yeah. fly. That's um, crazy. Yeah. But, you know, coordinate. it's not – honestly, it's just a lot of – it's like project management. It's nothing super crazy, but you have to be ready to handle it, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Any lessons learned from from last year coming into this year? Um, I mean, I think it went off. I honestly, I think the ESPN Live went off extraordinarily well. Um, really, no issues. I mean, last year the, you know, not. I think the only real issue I noticed in the whole show was that that the everybody struggled with the the squat because we went. Like I think I was. I think I had eight minutes from the from the drag the drag the carry drag medley. And I, and I was like eight minutes by the time I was wrapped up and under the bar, still sucking wind. <laughs> uh, but I mean, other than that, I think, um, yeah, no, I think it went well. But I mean, any lessons learned coming in? I mean, other than maybe what I just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, that's one is always, there's not a precedent for a show at this speed in Strongman. So we're constantly yeah. learning one show at a time. And what's traditionally heavy, heavy, and like a show where you get three hours between events and what's heavy when you get 10 minutes is an entirely different ball game. Yeah. Um, you know, so just kind you know, every, every year someone's like, Oh, the weights are too light. This is too light. And then by the time they get through it, they're like, Oh, that was hard because right. of the difference in it um, from that aspect, from the production aspect. I mean, last year was freaking rock solid, man. Um, you know, ADL did such an amazing job with basically every facet of it. Um, Overall, just, you know, replicating that, I think, would be, uh, I think, would be great. You know, the, the production piece last year, you know, A1, they've been great to work with. You know, Anna and her team, they're great. I've loved talking to them, like, going through this. So, just replicating last year. And there's not really, like, a there wasn't a hole in last year's production to be like, we need to make that better. But just kind of, hey, now we have what works, replicate it. There you go. Nice. I mean, that's, a, I'm, I mean, that's impressive um, for the second – I mean, I guess you have the satellite shows to probably to work some issues out. So those went fast too. Uh, I, I've never up to that point. I've never done a five event competition, and I think here was three hours. Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy. So, but I mean, to to really kind of accomplish that much so quickly is uh, is a huge huge accomplishment in itself. Which again, you know, I mean, I, I can't. I personally cannot applaud. The, the entire, I mean, you and everybody that's been associated with Clash and coordinating this enough because um, in my entire time competing, uh, I, I've i never competed with a, a better organization. So so definitely kudos, man. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. You've been around a while and you've experienced a lot of things. So hearing that mean, means something for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does. I, I have a brief question. So are you guys affiliated with the Strength Lead Collective or is that 
<laughs> or because I noticed the website is a little bit outdated and everything links to the Strength Lead Collective. So what's the link there? Yeah, great question, man. Sorry, uh, I, I realize that's an awkward one. You, I told you, good man. Ask anything you want. You're you're gonna get the honest answer. So be ready when you ask a question. Um, just, just as a fair <laughs> warning. But the short answer is no. There is no connection to the Strength Lead Collective at all. I think that you know those guys are those guys are awesome. Um, I've got nothing bad to say about them. They're great at what they do. There's just, there's just no connection at the start. There's Strength Lead Collective, and then you know the very first clash on the coast needed some sort of support from a hundred days out to. Anthony walking into a room basically and telling everyone, Hey, I got ESPN. I'm like, oh shit. Um, what? But you know, from that from that point, you know, Strengthly Collective was kind of what allowed Clash to financially be viable at first. And just over time, you know, they just was kind of separated. There's no ill will or anything like that, but there's zero affiliation. Now the website. Um, yeah, man, I don't know how to do anything with the website. <laughs> It's it's it, it's outdated and it's probably going to stay that way for a little bit until we find someone that it makes sense to help update that thing because yeah yeah I, I was going to say that <laughs> I am a web developer so if point that John help like I I can I like, I things your quick. fingers going to get me because I think we're backwards oh yeah we're backwards are, yeah are we it mirrors so you yeah. have to oh, I'm here in mine so I'm going the right way. Point the other way. Yeah, you have to point the other way because your camera's automatically mirrored. It's it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a boomer extraordinaire moment. I, I catch that all the time when I point to people on it because in my mind, I'm like, I'm pointing to Dare, but no, I'm just pointing off screen. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know how to get into the website to change it. All right. Like, that's oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's there, but yeah. Uh, the website, honestly, it's just the priorities. Like, yes, yeah. the website's important and yes, it should be up to date, but it's only so much time in a day. Um, yeah, and I could have easily taken money and paid a website developer, or I could pay the nineties, and it was a no-brainer what to do with that money. Yeah, well, if you need help, I could probably revamp it in like three hours on Saturday. So right. if you needed something like that, because I was telling Darren, I was like, as a web developer, it makes me so sad sure. when websites aren't done. That I'll, I'll help out. I always like to just like be yeah. a part what of I what I do know is apparently there's 167 backlinks to that site which is pretty impressive for not touching it oh um, wow it's <laughs> real good yeah. <laughs> yeah apparently for what it is and how it ranks everywhere else that's apparently pretty good yeah um, nice that makes a big so, difference so class though man so class is coming up in a week um the big the big day uh I don't know. There's so much going on with planning a competition. Again, you got so many people showing up. Um, You know, actually what I really want to want to know is, do you have any, any picks of your own uh, going into this as a, as a, as a a co-owner, do you have favorites going into this competition or are you just trying to be uh Nonpartisan <laughs> going in and just rooting for everybody. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm rooting for everybody, right? I think the lineup is absolutely tremendous. You'd be hard pressed to find a better lineup throughout the history of 105 Strongman. I'm also human, and anybody that tells you that they don't have favorites or who they think is going to do well and all of that either doesn't care or is lying to you. So, yeah, the answer is I mean, I, I truly don't have like a, a dog in the fight of who does what. Right. Um, 
but you know, there, there's obviously some people that I think probably stand a better chance to do better than others. Um, sure. No, I, I definitely, people have asked, I do not have like a rock solid podium. Like there's too many people that I could easily see winding up there to be like, it's definitely so like one, two, three. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a theme that's come up of like talking to Gabe about like, just in general, he was talking about at the top level of having so many amazing athletes, but it seems like that in general of like, it's nice that it's interesting because in some ways, strongman feels like it's in its infancy, but in really a lot of ways, the athletes are just taking off and taking things to the new heights that you would never expect, especially these weight class athletes of seeing like been done and like just unofficially break the record at his gym for fun. And it looked smooth and easy. I know. You're like, things are looking real good. So I think that's, a good sign, but it does make it hard because whenever we ask people for predictions now, it's almost impossible to guess the podium where it's like, I feel like in the past, sometimes it was easier. So it's a good problem to have too many good athletes. Yeah, man, dude, there's some heats, you know, I, I, I put it out there several times how I did the heats in an objective fashion, but dude, even some of the heats, like you're not, we're at a point where eh, it's going to be kind of hard just to look at and be definitely those two are going through. Um, right. Just, I think I think that's the nice thing about Clash, though, is it it, it brings such a high level of competition uh, to the table. That I mean, it is. It's everybody deserves to be there, right? I mean, without a question. Yeah, they earned it. They qualified. There was zero invites to the show. There was a queer way that you did X show, Y show, Z show. You qualify. You do the online. You qualify. There, there's no favoritism. No nothing. It's everyone earned their spot there. And no one can, no matter how they place, no one can ever take that away from them either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was kind of saying, like, it's unfortunate, but somebody has to take last. But being last, being last amongst the best, yeah, is, is pretty damn good. Right? Yeah, you're still there, you know. Be, the worst record in the NFL is you're still a team in the NFL. You're still yeah. like, there, you exactly. know. No I mean, last, but you guys still have to put it into perspective. I mean, um, you're. Dude, we have guys show up our qualifier shows, get, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth, go to other shows, win by a mile. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's better than uh, competing in your seventh novice competition, right? For sure. <laughs> you know, if you're, in, if you're interested in pushing yourself, we've had two people now, their very first strongman contest ever was, was one of the clash qualifiers. And I was just like, what that's awesome. You? this but all right yeah like i so much respect for those two guys yeah 100 i mean we've had we had a couple guys here at clash on the rockies in 20 the end of 21 i think i guess it was um and yeah guys came out and like i mean it was unfortunate that there was some kind of trash talking after the fact you know online because they people said they probably didn't deserve them i'm like they have way more freaking respect for me than had they went and, you know, went uh, done a novice competition, right? Because you learn so much about it. I mean, if you want to be good, you have to compete against the best. For sure. Right? If you want to be mediocre, you go and you, you limit yourself to having to win, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree. Like, push yourself. Depends on where you want to go in the sport. Compete against the people that are the best. Like, yeah, you're probably going to have a rough way to go for a couple of years, but it's going to push you so far forward so much faster. It's not even funny. 
you're going to learn what you have to do to be better. So, yeah, no, I mean, huge kudos to everybody that does that, man. And, yeah, again, taking last at Clash is a good place to be. For sure. Yeah. And sure. I also, I really appreciate it in your episode with Yanni. Huge shout out to him. He's just excellent. Um, it yeah. was nice that you clearly laid out how the flights went and everything and how the heats were laid out. I think that's really important because one of the big things we've talked about is sometimes there can be such like vagueness at certain levels of strongman. Whereas I think it's nice to have those like, I think Clash is very much helping pave the way of like having clear ways to get where you need to be and stuff is huge. So I think that's great for the athletes. And it was nice because we always wonder, it's like, how do these heats stack up? But it would be hard because it's hard not to like see how they work. But it was great that you have a clear system. So that's mainly just like a kudos. Very good system. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Actually, Yanni mentioned yeah. that you were probably wondering. And I was like, I'll tell anybody. I got nothing to hide with it. Um, <laughs> and it worked. It seemed to work out pretty well. I didn't have to change anything. Um so, you know, that was also a great model that I look forward to in the future for any shows that have heats. Because everyone's like, oh, you don't want to, you can't do it random or you'll get, you know, too much talent stacked up one point or another. And yeah. I'm, like, yeah, but I'm a human. I'm subjective. I, I, I have feelings about people and I know more about some people than I do others. Um, I, that's not going to be fair either. So just leave it to the computer. Yeah. No, that's good. Because uh, you certainly don't want to have a case where people are zeroing in the prelims and making it to finals where, right. Where, where, where I think we had a couple instances of that in the first year, you know, again, learning curves, right. And growing pains. Um, you know, we don't, I don't think you want to repeat that. Uh, people that have people that are doing well in their prelims should, their, the cream should definitely rise to the top. Right. For sure. And no more squats this year too. So no more. Oh man. Dude, I love squatting. Squatting is like one of my favorite events, and it was such a bummer because year one, I I did pretty well. I don't know, I got three, I think I had three squat, three reps, which was not bad, um, and was looking to do a lot better in twenty twenty two. Just not enough rest. <laughs> the yeah. curse of the curse of needing rest. <laughs> oh, most, most definitely, um, it's actually part of the reason squat kind of rotate it out besides we've already done it for a couple of years is like logistically yeah. how the show runs it would have had to be like a 500 pound squat and nobody's yeah. excited to do that yeah no but i mean i do want to point out though in 2022 the fact that we were all faced with basically that same scenario and, and jesse nelson and and isaac may still still pull off reps on that is Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> and but neither of them even wore knee wraps, I'm pretty sure. I and they didn't even wear knee wraps. Exactly. I know Jesse did not. I don't yeah. remember if Isaac did. I, I forget about Isaac. I remember Jesse not. Um but yeah, there's some guys. I mean the strong the strongest squatters will will probably squat the best regardless, but just logistically, you know, it, it just wasn't working out the way that we wanted it to. It's still out there, it exists. We just gotta figure out like how do we put it in there? Or maybe we put it in the finals. You never know. Yeah. Let's make it a deadlift. Like that's what like Giants do, does and what the World's Strongest Man does. They just, they just convert their, their squat apparatus, apparatus to a deadlift. <laughs> I thought about that. If we had the better barrels, I was actually looking at potentially making it a deadlift with a 10-inch or a 10-inch, 10-foot axle. But the uh, the barrels on the end won't hold up to that. Um, it'll just dent them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I actually thought about that for the dead. I was like, yo, we could totally do this. I'm like, oh, those barrels are going to dead and bust. So never mind. <laughs> They're way too expensive to, to deadlift with them. 
for sure. For sure, man. It's good. So I was going to say, since you guys have both done the Clash series and a big part of it, like, uh, what are your top three favorite moments so far from the past few years of Clash? I know that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, that is going to be a, a tough one just because there's, there, honestly, there's so many. Um, you know, how, where where would I start narrowing it down to three? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you three and then I'm going to be like, ah, crap, I forgot about that one. Um, You're allowed to keep adding it yeah. <laughs> as you go. Uh, man, I think uh, one of my favorite, and you know, not we're talking the whole series, not just Clash on the Coast shows, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole series. Yeah. Um, Make it harder. <laughs> yeah, it's much, it's much harder. And I after think, this, we're gonna like we're gonna quiz you on on who who won every single show in I, order. I, I might be because <laughs> I've been at all of them. Um, you know, I definitely, I definitely think that one of my favorite things, and it, this is gonna be kind of a, a cheesy answer, but like every one of these shows, all the athletes that are there to compete for money against one another, come together, support one another, help each other. And like, no, it was really not much more clear than the finals of last year's Clash on the Coast. Like, oh, all those guys are competing for, you know, a decent, a decent paycheck. Everyone's tired, but yet everyone was still supporting everybody. Um, that's always probably going to be one of my favorite moments is all the athletes supporting one another, even though they're competing against one another. And at this point for money, for a decent amount of money, you know, you got guys flying from overseas, helping guys beat them that, you know, drove down the road. Another one of my favorites and a 64 kilogram show in Texas was just, you know, Yanni was the MC. That's where I met him. And I was like, this guy, who is this guy? I got to know this guy more because he's got such good energy. But just that show in general, how the energy was, how those how those women showed up, how they competed, uh, how they were treated, how, how that show was done as a whole, I think was absolutely, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, it, and it shows and it, it sticks. What, what is another one that's been, um, you know, I, I, I think um, Johnny. Johnny up in New Jersey too. His uh, his care and his passion. People don't see it all the time, but his care and his passion and all he does is really neat to see. And is one of my it, it shows and his shows. And it's why I showed up to his gym at five a.m. to help him set up for the shows. You know, drive up there, bring my truck. Uh, Johnny's been such a such a help. Um, those are moments, not performances, which I'm sure what people are really looking for. <laughs> No, I think the moments are good because we've okay. all seen the performances. And I think people, sure. I think that's good, the behind the scenes yeah. thing. Jesse's squat was one of my favorites. He walks out there and just hosses up the squat. <laughs> so statically yeah. strong. I mean, it, yeah. so, so strat statically strong. Absolutely. Oh, I, think I think that's really good. Jesse a lot. And I don't think they should. Um, Say that again. I think people sleep on Jesse a lot because he's not on social media much. Don't think yeah. you should. Anyone you should never sleep on Jesse Nelson, man. He's, uh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's probably. I'd actually be curious if he's. I mean, from a statically static string perspective, I mean, he's definitely got to be one of, if not the the strongest, one of fives in the world. Oh, I, sure. I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I can't think of anybody else. Easily the strongest presser by a good oh, yeah. bit. Um, as witness in that, that OC log, it's three, 365, less than 30 seconds into that thing, it just crushes it. Well, too, um, at America's, at America's, again, two or three years ago now, it's been 
he narrowly missed a strict log press because that's all he does a push press right he stricts everything and what did he narrowly miss like 410 415 nearly 420 something ridiculous i remember watching tyler young behind him and being i would not want to be tyler right now yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no jesse jesse he's also just a great guy i always that's how the story when i first met jesse because i was at the gym in west virginia and i was bench pressing years ago and this guy comes up in the squat rack and starts strict pressing at 135. That's normal. 225. Okay, that's normal. It's not a big deal. Like 315. Like, all right, that guy's kind of strong. Don't know who that guy is. Meanwhile, my girlfriend's talking to his girlfriend over there. Um, they knew each other. And then the, is the video that Jesse, he wound up posting. He wound up strict pressing 405. And I'm over here not even benching that. And I'm like, who the, who is this guy? And why am I, why am I benching next to him? Um, but uh, Jesse, Jesse's great. He's definitely, um, definitely someone I wouldn't sleep on. Yeah, like that 585 Zercher that he did. Stupid, and it was yeah. stupid easy. I know, which was ridiculously easy. <laughs> um, so speaking of Zerchers, though, um, it sounds like there's possibly going to be like an official world record, possibly coming up. Um, I don't know why his name's escaping me now, but I mean. I mean, I don't know what 105 can do. I know, I know um, Aaron Fondry has done, I think, 605 at, at under 90. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some ego listers on the internet doing a, a little bit more than that. Uh, I would be really curious to see, see what uh, uh, 105 can, can zurcher, uh with a deadlift to the lap, at least. I don't, I don't know. John's kind of a, a purist, and he he likes to do the prison search or whatever you call it, like straight from the floor. But <laughs> oh no, come on, John! <laughs> it's true. I actually recently got an orthopedic analysis, and the Josh um, Josh Colin, or he's really great online. He looked at my Instagram, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like, wow. So I was like, yeah, I was like, it's a bit of strain on the lower back. And he was like, that's like 375. Like I was like, yeah. Your back is too straight. Do more Zerchers. <laughs> yeah, Darren and I are way too tall for that mess. <laughs> I don't have the mobility to get down to the bar. Dude, I'm yeah. trying to sit and imagine like my elbow to my shoulder. Like, how did I get under that? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's I mean, I but, but then you got guys like, like, uh, the deadliest lift, Mark, uh, who's – I'm pretty sure he's taller than me. He's got to be about 270, and he's done 550 Yeah, from the floor without – I don't even think he was wearing a belt. No belt because he can't get into position because he's yeah. so tall. Because I'm pretty sure he's 6'4". So yeah. it's pretty hey, substantial hey, hey. trying to scoop under so, so we're just making well, excuses, Tyler, just excuses. Yeah, I mean, you know, all the <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let him. He wins that one for sure. No, we do appreciate though. We saw seeing everyone train, getting ready for clash with doing sumo and searchers. It's been nice to like see new movements. Yeah, there was a lot of noise about those when I uh, first dropped them to the athletes. Within within thirty minutes, it was all over the internet, and I was like, "It's not changing, guys." So you might as well train. You might as well train it. Um, Dude, sumo sumo and strongman is like, in my opinion. The greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think it's good. I mean, Anthony definitely had a, a role in that one for sure. We were talking about that before we decided to walk away. And 
I've explained this to many people at this point. They're like, why is such and such so light? Or why is this sumo five, four, blah, 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 whatever. And honestly, part, part of it is that you don't have a lot. You really don't have a lot of rest in the finals. The other part of it is if I want you to walk out there and pull 635 for reps, why don't I give you a little bit of like a step ladder up versus, hey, I just press this here dumbbell eight minutes later, 635, go. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. Yeah, if I gave you a squat ladder, Darren, that squat event last year probably been different. Give you, like well, I'm sure squat. a little better. <laughs> um, like, so I can have one rep at the light, the light, uh, the lightweight, and then br- taking a few breaths. <laughs> so it's like I took a little bit of that, and also, I mean, you know, it's not the lightest thing ever, but I took I took some of that and applied it into that. I was like, how do I get these guys there? reasonably without having to try to stretch your time to warm up the deadlift and have 10 bars sitting over there and all that. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is too, I think, um, you know, from a purely fan based perspective, people that are not strongmen, all the weight that, that strong strongman athletes lift is insanely impressive. Right. For sure. And so from a, from an entertainment perspective, I think it's, it's a bit, um, I don't know superfluous to have just insanely just like extra insanely heavy weight right um it's obviously for the athlete you know athletes i think being strongman athletes we're all meatheads and we want to go and and challenge ourselves to the extreme every event but but like you said i mean it still becomes a challenge when you have to do it in in record time yeah man oh dude every every year every year some people like it's too light it's too light and then they wind up doing it and they're like over there passed out on the ground i was like still too light I would say, like, a max is a max, man. It doesn't matter if it's it's three reps or if it's 12, right? Mm-hmm. Still a max. Still max effort. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't be more accurate, in my opinion. I tell people, people ask me about, they've asked me a lot, hey, is this too heavy for the event or this? I'm like, first, you need to decide what kind of show you're having. Second, what is the purpose for this event? What are you trying to accomplish with it? Because that's going to determine what the, the challenge and the difficulty should be. I um, mean, nobody wants to go through go to a show where everything just looks really easy. So it has to be challenging. But what are you trying to challenge? Um, what energy system are you trying to attack? Like, how do you put it all together to make the complete like strongman athlete, if you will? Yeah, and that's a controversial uh, topic too. Really, what what is a what is a strongman athlete these days? Because a uh, weight class strongman, right? And and I love to say this is uh, I think I think weight class strongman would would do really well in crossfit <laughs> no, everybody wants to lynch me for saying that and i think they would i mean i think it would be a good good opportunity because i mean i mean i mean the truth is though is that strongman i mean in some of these shows is really gearing more towards conditioning anyway right and and so what is what really is a strongman nowadays um you know it's not purely strength it's not all conditioning, right? I mean, you got to be well-rounded. And that's why I've always kind of thought like a, a, a well-rounded competition should have as, as wide of a variety of disciplines as possible within five or six events, right? That's got to test your pressing power, your carrying power, um, leg power, whether it's you know deadlift or squat, uh, explosiveness. That's why I like throws. Mm-hmm. Um I, and it's weird to me that that strongman took so long to get on board with throwing. I think it's just an absolute necessity. Um, and then you know something's got to challenge your grip, and 
And then traditionally, I just Alistones. I I just feel like an Alistone has to be in every shot. <laughs> I'm a little biased there, but <laughs> I'm kind of the same, pretty much. Like you know, I was talking to a couple of the guys that were asking about the 90 kilogram show in September. Yeah, you know the events. I'm like, I know there's going to be an Atlas Stone. Um, <laughs> don't ask me any more than that right now. But I know, I know there's going to be. It's just that strongman thing to me has always been. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think. Top level athletes are, are top level athletes. They're they're going to do well in many different sports if they put their mind to it and they work at it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't subject the idea that just because you're a strong a top level strong man means that you, you you can't go do well in in CrossFit. Go go tell Andrew Clayton that and t- tell me he doesn't hear from now. <laughs> like right. you know, at some of these guys, Dan Dan, I <laughs> tons of them out there. Like if they decided to train that way. They, I think they would do well, but same deal in the men at CrossFit. Don't, don't dare tell them that they couldn't get strong enough to do strongman because I guarantee you, look at the Rogue Invitational. Dude. They're, they are not to be, uh, they're not to be slept on with their strength. It's nuts, nuts, man. Absolutely crazy. And that's, I mean, part of, part of the reason I'm like, I, I think more weight class strongman would do very well in, in CrossFit and vice versa, because, because the honest, the truth that at the weight class, uh, weight class strongman, you know, under 90, they're very comparable yeah. a- athletes, um, CrossFit and strongman. I mean, very, very, very comparable. And I think there's a, a lot of really good crossover potential. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and just while I'm talking about it, people that are listening, I don't bring that up to be negative. It's actually very positive, I think. Like, <laughs> strongman doing CrossFit, CrossFit doing strongman. But for strongman, I mean, the, the potential for exposure and, and, Potential earnings is huge too at CrossFit, right? So yeah, and that's you know I, I argue sometimes like some of the best athletes, the best athletes typically go where the money is. Yeah, you know if you have a six foot two, two hundred and forty pound high school kid, they're probably and they want to make money and they're a great athlete, they're probably going to wind up on a football field, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I say the same like you know I'm I'm with you like an athlete's an athlete. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't ever just, you know, because you're a strong man, you suck at CrossFit. Like, I mean, maybe if you're out of shape and you really don't take care of your energy systems, but none of the top guys anymore are out of shape at all. Yeah. Well, well, like I've said before, again, very controversial. I'm kind of, I'm getting to a point here, maybe. Uh, nobody would want to watch 440 pound CrossFit, right? <laughs> There's a point where that body weight would become a limiting factor and like exactly. run and stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I personally love the open, the open and men's like strongman, men at some of the big shows love what they do. That's yeah. a different, that's a different sport. That's a uh, totally different sport. I agree. Yep. That's a different, and I, I'm going to make enemies for saying it. I've been saying it for years. Like what those guys are doing is not the same sport. Um, and, and nor should someone expect half Thor to do 40 muscle ups. Like, right. Get real. I know it's. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying he could, and I'm saying that'd be unreasonable to ask somebody at 440 pounds to do 40 muscle ups. Um, can, I'd be interested if you could do one. <laughs> I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I mean, I would be curious too. I'm gonna go back to athletes or athletes, man. I think if yeah, if he wanted to, you might have to teach him, like, right? Kind of the the nuts and bolts of a muscle up, but I'd be willing to bet that you 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 go you go find Thor, and if he's interested in doing a muscle up, I bet he could he could do one pretty quick. Yeah. Seeing Martins do them was really impressive at like 340 something. Yeah. <laughs> like that's impossibly. But I think that's really, in general, I think it's trended much more towards like being a well-rounded athlete because you really can't afford to like drop the ball on some events 
So, which may, which is good because I think it keeps the shows moving faster and everything. Cause I know you, I think you guys aren't doing the record breakers with the regular shows and stuff, trying to keep that separation mm-hmm. and everything. Um, Cause I was wondering, have you ever thought about trying to make it longer or do you think the two, two and a half, three hour marks kind of like the sweet spot for yeah. viewers and everything? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's a question that gets bounced around quite frequently, to be honest with you, is the length. Um, I think for anything in the foreseeable future, the pace of one of these shows is going to be pretty quick. Um, part of it, part of it is the viewers, right? It's, it's really, we can all agree. It's really hard to sit there for nine and 10 hours and watch a show. <laughs> Athletes, none of us want to be there that long either. You know, we start at 10 in the morning. I do not want to still be there doing my stone event at 5 PM. I just don't. Um, you know, the athletes also, like, dude, most of them love the fact that they can come, compete, and then they have a whole day out of them. Like, they can actually get something out of the trip. I've heard that numerous times from both people that live in the country and coming from overseas. They, they love that. It's also packageable into the format to be have the maximum exposure, where it's, you know, if ESPN, if you want it to be live on ESPN, they're not going to give you six hours to run a strongman show, you know. Skip Bayless on first take is not going to be like, yeah, I'll just take the day off with strongman people come do their stuff. You know, you have you have to have it refined enough to be able to do it. Um, so I, I don't I don't see it changing uh, any anytime soon. Like I said, it's been much more you know positively received from the athlete's point of view than I would have ever imagined because I imagine it would be a lot of complaining and too fast and this and that. And for the most part, you know, <laughs> first time some people complain and then they come back in shape. Um, yeah, I think it's going to stay pretty pretty quick overall. It, it's the best thing of any. I mean, that's probably, in my opinion, eh, not the best thing. There's a lot of good things about uh, 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 Clash of the Coast, but having those fast shows is so amazing. Um, before I did Clash of the Coast, that was probably my number one complaint about Strongman is having to go and do these long, drawn-out days. You don't know how long it be. You're like, if you're out in the sun, you're like, you're completely just sun parched by the you know your energy is just drained from standing out in the sun all day you get to the last event it sucks so i actually think that that i mean there's so many benefits to it i mean from the athlete perspective but uh you know you mentioned earlier about other shows you know almost being a necessity to have a live stream nowadays but there's got to be quality to that live stream because to my in my opinion Still to this day, the only quality live stream is Clash, because it's so fast and it's so focused, right on the on really just a single um, field of ten single weight class athletes, right? Where, you know, we look back. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock anybody in particular because everybody's doing a really good job in other areas, and and I know putting shows is on is hard. But if you're gonna have a live stream and you want to have, right build that audience where I've, I've repetitively said that that to me is true growth, right? It's building the audience. It's got to be very consumable and that's not the only thing, but I think it's definitely up there in the top three that clash is doing extraordinarily well. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that you can see that. Cause I, I think the same thing, like, and anyway, I won't knock anyone. People are just trying their best and I respect that and different flavors for different people. Um, but like, it's very hard to watch a live stream and like, it's, it's, it's much better for you to follow what's going on, not have to wonder and think back and forth and, and all of that. 
Um, I think that it's it's a big it's a big thing for consumers to just want to sit down and watch. You know, it's it's not that big of a deal as I'm gonna sit down on a Saturday for a couple hours and watch a watch a show. Where it's like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna work a nine to five job today? Just watch me watch the competition. <laughs> not, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, the other thing too is, you know, um, inside the sport, we need to realize that. We, more athletes isn't really to me. You know, some people. This is, a, this is an argument too that I think some people will, will say. You know, call growth more athletes, but athletes I think maybe will watch those ten-hour shows, or they're going to actually put it on streaming and pay attention, or you know, zip through it. But we need again those non-competitive uh, viewers to come into the into the sport and start watching. And I don't think they're going to ever be turned on to those 10 hour shows. Right. One, one event every eight hours, like the rogue invitational does um, while a very, very high quality show, very hard to watch. You know, I, I'll watch the the clips after the fact, right. It's <laughs> yeah. so long. Um, so yeah, again, I think from a kind of making it digestible clashes got, got it on point. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, about the Rogue Invitational, like I said, it's high quality. Uh, in person, it drags on for a while, but I, I did I did hear them backstage talking about cutting it up and putting it on CBS later. So I do think that there's a little yeah. bit of forethought going into how long that needs to really be. Right. Because yeah. those clips that's do why. well. Sorry, go ahead, John. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because those do really well. You'll actually <laughs> see most of them get more views when they break it down into 42-minute videos of each event. And everything. Also, too, if you ever want to get lots of people to like your YouTube comments, there's always those angels out there who leave the timestamps of all the notable moments in the Rogue Invitational. And I don't understand how people just do that just out of the kindness of their hearts and break down That's every awesome. single lift and every single event. So you can just be like, here's wow. here's when this person lifted. So those commenters out there, whoever's out there doing that, that's that's a lifesaver for those live yeah, streams. Yeah, they, they're doing like the show notes for the live stream, basically. Someone needs to pay them for that. Yeah. <laughs> people. yeah, those people are out there. But I think I think it's a really good format because it is, I think, the point Darren's always hinted at in a very controversial way, and it was nice hearing you affirm that, is that it really is a different sport. So it needs to be run in a different way because otherwise too for a lot of people like especially when many shows are just your friends and family going out there to support you out of the kindness of their hearts taking 10 hours out of their day of like there have been some shows here in texas and other ones that weigh-ins are starting at eight in the morning and they don't do awards until seven at night and you're like that's a long day and stuff so i think it's a good format and i think it's exciting to see the new direction that things are going and stuff. So overall, great job, I would say. Yeah, I appreciate that you pointed that out, actually, that uh, it is a different sport. <laughs> you <laughs> needed some vindication yeah. to explain yeah, his I most mean, controversial view. Yeah, because I mean, because it's true. I mean, it really is true. Um, and, and I think, you know, I mean, my opinions. You, I said it in our very first episode, right? That opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. They're shitty. And so, and ours are no exception, right? But my opinion is that that um, I think that weight class strongman has a struggle ahead of it trying to be like the big guys, right? Because the big guys are, like I, I've said before, I like to refer them to them as the, they're the monster trucks of racing. 
because they kind of, they really are right. Um, where weight class is, is like NASCAR, right? Everybody's gonna, everybody wants to watch NASCAR, right? But but they want to watch the monster trucks when they're monster trucks, right? And I and I I, I use a very controversial <laughs> talking point that nobody wants to watch baby monster trucks, right? And and that wasn't to say that 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 like weight class strongman shouldn't exist or that you know those athletes shouldn't be watched. I'm just saying exactly what you said. It's a different sport, and I think it has to be viewed as a different sport to get that that exposure and attraction factor to it. Because if you're chasing trying to be a monster truck as a NASCAR, right, <laughs> people aren't going to watch. So, yeah, I think I, that's a very important distinction. Yeah, and I think at least what I how I understand you saying that is, you know, you don't put a monster truck on the NASCAR track. You don't. You exactly. definitely put a NASCAR car on the on the dirt. Yeah. Um, they're both exactly. they're both great. They're both equally as viable. All all the respect in the world is just different. That's all. Yep. Um, you know, if, right, people need to understand it's okay to be different and it still be at the same level, right? Different doesn't have to mean better or worse. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and and I've said too. You know, uh, well, I mean, we we cover that. I mean, it's. Uh, it's just a matter of perspective. And, and yeah, I think uh, I really appreciate that you pointed out that, that they aren't exactly the same sport. That makes a huge, huge difference. I think at the end of the day. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, just so everyone's clear, I have nothing but the highest level of respect for all of the weight classes, the open men, the whole thing. I don't have more respect for one over the other. And it's in case, in case it came off like that, that's not what I meant. No, no, you. What you said was perfect. I was. I was taking a moment to cover my tracks a little bit. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been waiting to clarify it in a good way because that made so many people unhappy. Because I feel the same way, right? Is is um, I mean, I I'm going to be one of the first people on the on the live stream for for Clash. I'm going to be on the first ones for uh the the Chaos Show, uh right, uh the ninety guys. Uh, I'm super excited for it, um, but but yeah, it's Luke and Rhiannon over there. Chaos is doing such a fantastic job with that. It's awesome to see, and I I, I have nothing but support for them and what they're doing over there. Yeah, 100. Uh, we we love Luke on the show. Um, he's like he's he's like one of the. I, I always refer people to him um, when they ask me questions because I I kind of feel like he's uh, he's got a very powerful voice in the in the sport. Uh, I, I don't think he realizes it, <laughs> but but he does, right? Uh, he's very well respected. We respect the hell out. I respect the hell out of him. Um, so yeah, uh, we need more people like Luke. We need more people like you, Tyler. Um, you know, really pushing this this sport forward. So yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, I think Luke would probably say the same thing. Like, there's a lot of people. I'm not me. I don't do what I do without a lot of people helping and supporting. Um, I can't thank those people in, enough whatsoever. Yeah, because I think overall it's a good direction to go in because also Luke is a huge proponent of this, of shining the spotlight more on the strong woman and stuff. Yeah. Because I think it's an interesting thing when for the longest time there was this huge gap of like most fitness YouTube channels and stuff, your audience is 95% men, 4% 
who don't bring their gender in and then like 1% women, which surprisingly our audience is like usually about 10 to 12% women than like a bunch of people who don't specify gender. But that is going up and I think it's an untapped market that a lot of people just don't even think about is the fact that like, I mean, looking at like Re, like she does amazing things and stuff over there in the UK. Like just, she's an incredible athlete. And I think seeing those things is good. And I think the live streams are great. I would highly recommend if people can add just a little thing that has timestamps for like when things start, the live streams would be so much easier to digest. So that's my one suggestion. If there's a web developer or something out there that can do that, timestamps like work. Yeah. Makes sense usually. There's a lot of people that do show notes. You mentioned demographics. I wanted to pull my our Hours up really quick for male to female. So so far, Clash, our demographics between male and female is 67 percent male and thirty three percent female. So we're we're really yeah. No, I mean, um, it's a testament to not only not Clash but the women too. How how hard they push, how hard they promote. They're you know yeah. they deserve just as much just as much credit you know with what they do. So I'm I'm happy to. Happy to hear that we're ahead of the curve on that because I look at those numbers. I'm like, how do we get that? How do we get more women involved? And to hear that, you know, there's some numbers out there with like 10 and 12. I'm like, okay, we must not be there with that. Yeah, because it makes a big difference. And I think it's trying to make it accessible in that way of realizing it is its own thing and uh, trying to focus on that is huge because I think it's made a big difference. And yeah, that's great that you guys are ahead of the curve because that's the main thing is I don't know if the extra 18% is just people not putting in their gender or like stuff. So that's wonderful to hear because that is a huge untapped market there. And though a lot of the women are putting their hearts out there for this. So it's nice. Shout out to Angela was our first sponsored athlete and stuff because it was like, it was interesting hearing her perspective of how hard it can be for like, the super heavyweight women, but also a lot of the athletes have just not always being taken as seriously and then like coaching issues and stuff. So I think what you all are definitely ahead of the curve. Cause like when you said 67%, ideally 69% would have been funnier, but 60 just for the number. But I was hoping when you said 60, I was like, Oh my God, it's going to happen. But this is a family friendly ESPN friendly thing. So we can't, but yeah. um, no, I think that's huge. And I think as long as that like continues, that's going to go far because I think that's the surprising part of like CrossFit of the CrossFit women, the athletes there, just astounding like yes. followers. And just like you can be Danny Spiegel and not even win very often and still just be like multimillionaire. She yeah. makes more money than all of the men. She makes more in, Cro- in CrossFit. She makes more money than any of the men. And then she makes more money than probably all the men combined in strongman. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, a lot of them do very well. It's it's yeah. And you're right. You don't even have to win. They're at a point. And that's in, I mean, that's but that's from winnings. Though I mean, that's a lot of that's from winning that I'm quoting. I don't know what her uh, endorsements are, but and I don't know what her winnings were last year, but I think the year before, she was number one. Her competition winnings alone were like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in one year which is a substantial amount. I think that, that could that could definitely pay the bills. But I think this also hints at <laughs> a thing of like, it's nice that you have Nick Myers, wonderful friend of the show, like talking about the social media aspect because I think a lot of strongmen kind of miss out on that and everything or yeah. kind of like can take it for granted of like Cam and I talk all the time because I have another podcast with him and it's 
interesting when you realize people don't always realize the power they have with that because mm -hmm. like what he does like he'll just be like well i mean it's not like too crazy what i do and it's like you're casually throwing 375 over your head like it's nothing like right. that's pretty substantial yeah and stuff so i think encouraging these athletes to get out there and promote things because i think especially i like the system you said rather than having guaranteed paydays for the shows having what you get it what you put in is what you get out that really incentivizes people because if people can bring in their own sponsors i'm always impressed by i've seen some um one local strong woman here she actually raises money to get like sponsors on her personal shirt that she wears in between events and everything and she like i mean yeah. ends up getting like a handful and it's like 150 200 a sponsor thing so you your whole trip's paid for and there are those opportunities out there for but sure. right, right, you right. have to promote it yeah i know you say, I, I i will never like have a requirement or expect like a uh, any any competitor to bring sponsors with them necessarily but like you know i i would like to think all the competitors are trying to get their own and yeah. that's if you guys see a lot of these clash videos coming out recently with all the guys posting them and I joked with Nick. I was like, dang, I'm going to have a Caesar watching that one. Um, but <laughs> like Nick has made all of those for these guys. Um, and you can tell who really gets it by who's, who's putting it out there and who's posting it and who, who might not, um, yeah. you know, but Nick, Nick has been a tremendous help with the 91 kilogram class show I did with these two. Um, I'm really, really happy to have his help. He does great work. He makes things very clear and easy to understand. Even I understand what he's saying about posting and how to do it and all of that. And that's your that's your litmus test if you're speaking well enough is if I understand that. Um, no, that's I, understandable. Yeah, I'd like to see that continue to grow amongst you know all the athletes in the weight classes. I've been around the, the open guys and I've seen them get media packets just given to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, post this, post this, post this. But I think then, it's like um, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I was talking about this with somebody recently. Didn't didn't Dana White once say like, I mean, some of their fights get paid very very well, right? Obviously, but uh, I feel like Dana White had said at one point in time, like, I, you know, I'm going to give you the platform to build your brand. What you do with it is your choice. Pretty much. Um, and so, so I think um, you know more. I think the whole community. You know, we need to talk about that more because money is always kind of the. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to call it the problem necessarily of strongman, but it's definitely the the sport is a little uh, deficient of outside funds. Of, you know, as as an athlete, I mean, dude, the, the amount of money I spent over fourteen and a half years of competing is stupid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and looking back, it's like how could I have done better? Like, how could I have uh, promoted myself? And I'm a terrible salesman, by the way. So I, I still don't know how to do this today. But <laughs> but I think it's uh, it needs to be kind of a message more on the in the community, the Strongman community of like, we really want to be successful. And again, I mean, everybody's idea of success is different, but financially successful as a, as a sport where, um, you know, everybody's getting something back for what they're putting in. Like we need to learn, like the sport needs to learn to promote itself better. Um, you know, I think, I think uh, 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 Nico is doing, uh, I mean, he's got, he gets it. And I hope it really works out for him, right? He's got a great personality <laughs> and he's selling it, right? Every time he's front of the camera, he's like selling it all, you know, he's sending it all the way home, right? Yeah. You got to respect the people that do it. You know, you, you, 
he asked me last year for the record breakers. You know, I was going through last names and he's like, hey, can I have Greek Goliath on the back of my shirt? I'm like, sure, why? Because I didn't really know who he was. And he's like, oh, for branding. I'm like, sold. If you tell me you're trying to do something personal branding with yourself and your brand, I will absolutely do everything I can to help you. Um, yeah, I think people, more, the more people see it, I think the, the more you're around it, the more people that are doing it, I think it'll, it'll start to catch right. on a little bit more. Right. Yeah, because I think, I think too, I mean, as, if athletes start growing together, like it's going to help bring more money into the sport too, right? Because there's that exposure um, element, um, money coming in when athletes are able to, you know, afford their own travel, you're going to start seeing uh, an even higher level of competition, I think. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't continue to be, you know, what I used to call uh, uh, strongman at the amateur level, like nationals was, was rich man <laughs> because, because it was whoever could afford to buy like the newest piece of equipment that suddenly is in the in nationals that nobody's seen before. Right. So everybody's got to run out and buy it. And it's like that, that gives you an advantage. Uh, those years, man, where every, every couple of years there's a new supplier and new equipment. And it's just like, well then <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's that's one of the reasons that i've spent so much money <laughs> that's a new thousand thousand dollar piece of equipment here a new one there and then they like sit in the corner never used again <laughs> yep. that good old bartos dumbbell love mike love the dumbbell dude so to steal like again like uh, i it absolutely ingenious uh concept uh great piece of equipment but it was there one day and gone the next, and we never used it again. It was unfortunate that, that we spent so much money, and then it just sat in a quarter. Like, yeah. For the record, I love my stone of steel. I will still use it because I love stones, and I think that it's a very efficient way to do stones. I don't have to get yeah. tacked and all that. It's like a sure. five-minute stone workout versus an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, for the most part, it's, it doesn't exist in competitions anymore. Yeah. Well, it looks like we're we're getting over we're almost at an hour and ten. We usually try to stay about an hour. Oh, my fault. No, oh, no, it's fault. good. That's a good sign. No, oh no, dude, this is not the longest week we've gone yet. Um, <laughs> I think an hour and forty-two minutes is our longest. Yeah, I don't even remember why we went that long, but we went a decent time with Atlas and Mark. How we Actually, was, yeah, then yeah. there was another one though. That was like a good chunk. Yeah, Nico. Yeah. I think it was, was Nico because we took like way too much time talking about the date, like the safety factor in, yeah. in Strongman. Yeah. Wait, he's a, he's a, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> safety. Safety is huge, man. And like, that's, I, you know, I don't want to carry on too much more, but um, yeah, again, felt, always felt safe at Clash, but um, I'm just going to close probably, man, that again, you know, we're huge Clash fans. I'm glad that Clash is continuing on. You know, thanks for asking, you know, answering some tough questions. They're actually kind of hard to, to even ask you, <laughs> to be honest, but I think they were really good. It was a good opportunity to get, you know, some conversation, positive conversation going around, you know, uh, Clash, because I think that's, uh, again, uh, we want to promote Clash. I'm happy that Clash is still here. It's in good hands. It's going strong. And I think, uh, you know, having some of those conversations helps everybody else see where things are going and, 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 uh, have, you know, be, a, have a positive, um, what am I trying to say? To, to be behind 
the organization and the sport in a positive way. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and I think uh, you answering some of those questions, you know, will help. And again, thank you for that. Uh, looking forward to seeing, seeing the under 105 Ks go at it next week. Um, I'll be watching. I know John will be watching. So any closing thoughts from you, Tyler? Ah, yeah, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I truly believe it is, you know, I'm, I'm glad Clash is around. I'm glad it's happening this year. It wouldn't happen. You know, I might get, I might get an unfair amount of the credit. We don't have a lot of team. Um, you know, it, it's regard a lot of team, a village of support from expected and unexpected places. And I just couldn't be in its sponsors too, for the record. It's not just people showing up to the show and lifting some weights and moving plates. Um, you know, all, all the support to make it happen. It's, it's certainly been like a, a village of an effort and I couldn't appreciate it more. Um, you know, I definitely thank you guys for, uh, for having me on any, I'm a pretty transparent, open, open book. Anyone that wants to ask me questions, I only warning I give you is you're going to get the answer. So yeah. just, be prepared, just be prepared for whatever the answer is. Um, so I'm happy to go into anything, anything and everything. Good, man. Where can people find, find you on, on the socials? And clash can't find me anywhere um clash is it's clash it's literally clash sps there you the, go you know if, if anyone desires to find mine just primal underscore strength underscore you um you know i always joke you can't find me i'm not too big on my own personal social media for my last post was like six months ago but, there you go uh, pretty pretty active yeah you can find those find them there awesome man yeah John? thank you so much yeah and i'll put all the links in the bio and in the description of this, because the live stream, it's next week, $7.99, gets you access to everything. Yeah, so which is really awesome. So yeah. definitely actually buy the live stream and support people, get their shirts yeah. and everything. Support so, the athletes, support the, spo the sponsors. Just, even yeah. if you're in person, walk them, shake their hands, say thanks for coming out. Like, yeah. Give them a reason to come back. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. Anything. It all it all works. It all works with the algorithm, right? It's true. Just a rising tide case all shit. I, I just like I like I just said that. I don't even know what it means. I'm a boomer. We're talking algorithm. It sounded made me sound smart. Yeah, it's called Nick and we're talking algorithm. Someone else someone else. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. This is really great. All right, man. Thanks again, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. Support us on Patreon or Anchor and find us on Instagram or Facebook.